Hey everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio podcast. This podcast is aimed for physios, whether you are a student or already qualified and working in the big bad world. On this podcast, we will be giving real-world advice about everything physiotherapy. We will be having a bunch of special guests. And most of all, we will be having lots of fun banter. My name is Dan Chang, and I'm a physio working in a private practice here in Tamworth, and I will be your host. Now, let's get into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Flexing Physio. I am your host, Daniel Chang. And that man laughing at me <laughs> is my boss, Warren Ansel. Uh, you guys should see what he's doing with his arms. This this should be a YouTube channel, I tell you. What I was told that when you do a podcast, you can't just sit there with no... You've got to pretend you're talking to people. So you've got to use your arms. Well, we're not pretending. We are talking to people. Just, That's true. You know. Three people. Not. <laughs> Hi, mom, if you're out there. Uh, uh, well, actually, my mom doesn't listen to podcasts, so... <laughs> She, she, should. She, she should. She should. She should be enlightened yeah, by this awesome in, podcast. She still has a flip phone, so. Okay, we may have some dramas yeah. there. <laughs> Teaching her how to navigate Spotify. <laughs> and she doesn't use a computer, so. She won't well, get money out of an ATM. She will only ever get, like, if she needs cash, she'll just get it from the checkout people. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, she won't use an ATM. Because every time I go to Woolies, yeah. they ask me if I want cash. And I'm yeah. always like, who? It's because you look like an old ladies. You know, it's, it's, it's little old ladies, they do it. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Well, my... Mother, little old lady does it. Guys, if you haven't uh, made your way to the Instagram page, make sure you go give the Flexing Physio page a bit of a follow. Give it a bit of love. As I said before, flick me a message. Let me know which one, which episode you liked, which ones you hated, and then uh, we can not be friends or be friends. There's no hate there. There's no hate. No hate, only love. What's our topic today, my big man? Well, before we get into that, uh, we're going to answer a real quick question oh, from dear. Kimberly Weller. Ooh. So this is an We're Instagram. We're naming people. Oh, yes, okay. Yep, yep, righto. Well, I hope she's all right at being named. Her question was, Edit. before we start work, yes. should we load up on some experience first in terms of courses, like dry needling? Will that make us more employable? I think it probably would, yes. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's tough because, you know, student, usually not a lot of dollars. These courses are often pretty expensive. Mm. Um. And so I guess it's about trying to figure out what course would be the best to do that might be more desirable. Mm. Um, most employers will sort of pay to do a few courses as you kick off with them and so forth. So they'll, they'll to help you plug the gaps. But certainly I think, you know, if somebody comes, um, maybe not necessarily with a lot of courses, but maybe with some experience, you know, or, you know, depending on the situation. Like if, um, if this was more of a neuro rehab kind of place, and somebody said that, you know, like I've got a niece who's a physio student up in Queensland and she has a part-time job looking after a uh, an adult lady who has cerebral palsy who is, um, you know, non-verbal, isn't able to walk, but has some stretches done on a regular basis and can sort of stand to transfer and stuff like that. So she has a lot of experience just in that part-time job, mm -hmm. you know, working with someone who has, you know, similar kind of like neurotype symptoms. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and that's where she wants to angle. When she finishes physio, she'd like to angle herself into like neuro rehab or something along those lines. So, you know, that if I was an employer looking at her resume and I saw mm. that, that would definitely be a boost. Mm. And um, so, I mean, if, if uh, Kimberly was looking at a private practice, uh, then yeah, 
at the moment dry needling is pretty popular yeah um sports trainer course probably as well you know yeah. obviously a little bit of exposure um looking after teams or mm. sporting events mm. you know i would agree on the most part as a student you should be out there getting hands-on experience yep so for example sports training as we touched on is super good for yep. that yep but those paid courses those yeah. weekend courses such as the one i recently did the level one sports physio courses you have to be a physio first to do yeah. that yep. but if they opened it to students i honestly reckon i got more out of it after working for, for a couple of years for a couple of years because yeah. yeah. you can relate it back to clinical yeah, yeah. So it may look good on your resume, but if you know in it's, real life, it might be a little bit of a waste of money. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess it depends on the employer too as to mm. what they're looking for. I agree with you though. There's been a few courses I did as an early grad um, that I actually went back and repeated five, ten years later. Yeah, because uh, you know with a with a bit more experience, I think I got a lot more out of them. Yeah, because I was sort of going through the course, going, "Oh, this is a bit like that person, and that's a bit like that person I saw," mm. and so. I could relate it to different situations or patients that I had seen. Yeah. Mm. So to answer this question, Kim, it's um, we will our advice to you is to get more hands-on experience. And if there's courses like dry needling that sort of stuff, yeah, go do that because that's just more tools in your tool belt. As depending on where you want to head. Yeah. 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 Cool. Love it. Excellent. Well, was it, I was going to throw you under the bus with this next question, mate? What's new? What's new? Nothing's new. <laughs> this whole podcast is sounds like one of our staff that. meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you describe to me Ooh. one of the most stressful situations you've ever been in? As a physio? Or in life? <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> geez. I think I think in life would be when my wife was hit by a car in a, oh. in, a, in a cycling. We had a cycling accident and she had a fracture dislocation of L1, L2. People, wow. you should never bring your work home with you. So she had to be airlifted down to Sydney and had an emergency spinal fusion. And we had a brain injury along with that. And she dislocated both her ankles. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff, spinal cord injury and so forth. So that was probably, wow. to date, the most uh, stressful situation I've ever been in as an unpaid physiotherapist, <laughs> as a partner. Um, I, I, I wish that <laughs> nothing tops that in your life from now on. <laughs> Me too. Um, I don't know. Physiotherapy, I, actually, I don't know about stressful. Probably the one was I had a, a good friend who had um, thoracic spine pain mm. who'd moved away from home uh, and you know he was where he was living he, he saw a physio for his thoracic spine pain and the guy wasn't able to shift it much and then my friend actually came back here for for work sort of stuff just for like a week yeah and he said oh Warren can you just you know fix it up and everything um, and it rang all sorts of nasty bells went and got an x-ray and yeah he had a um, cancer yeah in his spine and you know we sort of went through that with him and a few years later he passed away That's so a uh, yeah. yeah from a, a but in terms of getting away from the emotional stuff i think one of the the classics that i get every now and again is somebody who say got comes to me that's had a knee replacement mm. and the knee replacement hasn't got rid of their pain mm. Mm. um and they and then and then we find out it's patellofemoral yeah or it's referred from their hip or their back or something yeah. and then you have an interesting conversation about <laughs> Yeah, you yes, you had the surgery. Yes, you had a lot of rehab. Yes, the pain hasn't changed. <laughs> yes, they gave you the explain pain book, you yeah. know, you know, the um you booked into to a pain clinic. Yeah. And yeah, we've got your pain down by a half by just putting a bit of tape on your kneecap or whatever and, and uh that can be a very interesting conversation to yeah. have with a with a patient. And, and I mean, I the good thing is in that situation you although you you're kind of the person that's highlighted the glaring error that's occurred 
um, you're kind of the hero in the story. So, mm. you know, once they've sort of calmed down, you can say, okay, now we know how we can, you know, there's a, mm. there's a pathway to help with your problem. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that happens at least once or twice a year for us here. We had a classic the other day, a guy came in with back pain and it was his hip, you know, but yeah. he, he'd, <laughs> he'd had two years of dry needling and cupping and all sorts of stuff for his yeah. back pain, spent a fortune on it. And um, yeah, he gets his hip replacement next week. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's such a big one. Like I'm listening to another podcast, um, the Sports Medicine Project, and yeah. it's run by, I don't know if you've Great heard podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blake really Withers good. and Kelly Cortic. Those yeah, two yeah, are just yeah. weapons. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and they just keep, they, they've, they've talked about if someone is not responding to your treatment yep. stop holding on to them you've got to either find something different yep. something, keep proving yourself wrong or you have to learn how to refer onwards correct um one of the i mean it's one of the one of the dreams i always had was like in our practice here we've got sort of 12 physios so yep. you know quite often as we have our clinical sort mm. of meetings sometimes um if you don't have the answer, somebody else will. Or if I don't have the answer, somebody else does. Yeah. You know, or or they highlight the fact that look, yeah, this needs to be bumped up the food chain. You know, go mm. see a specialist, or or have you tried this scan, or have you tried this technique, or have you tried this um, kind of treatment? So, yeah. or or did you look at this in your assessment, and then it's like, oh, different brains, different thoughts. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. thought patterns. How, yeah. how does that? So yeah, very important. So well, this brings us on on to our next topic, which is the topic of this podcast. Ooh, is we how have a topic. We, have, we do have a topic for once. <laughs> um, how we best treat the athletic adolescent population? Wow, that's actually my favorite population. Really? Oh, I love that's them. my opposite. I, really? That's my least oh, favorite. I love them. I love them. They are so cool people. Uh, I think because I never grew up, so I kind of feel like I'm talking to my peers. <laughs> I think I get along better with five-year-olds. I think I'm sure. more at their level. Yeah, I, actually, I, I I reckon you're the primary school guy. I'm the high school guy. Yeah. I think that's how we should roll. Like when, when my five-year-old kids aren't looking, I like throw balls at them. That's that's my <laughs> level of maturity here. Dan's treatment for everything: dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. good core control. If you can dodge this ball. So I've, I'm going to talk about a case study that sure. I've just pulled up. Sure. So we've got a 16-year-old really. Fit female netballer and she's come in with shin splints right um and it's irritable when you test her in your clinic she's irritable to run up and down the corridor sure um and ideally she needs time off to let those shins rest yep she's got a grand final in five weeks cool so right how do you navigate talking to this patient well first up you got to figure out and make her figure out what mm -hmm. her goal is and her goal would be to play in the grand final. Yep. Okay. So that's our massive carrot with any athletic population, whether it be a grand final or, you know, state athletics, whatever it is, mm. you know. Um, and that's great because with a lot of other populations, our biggest drama is motivation. Mm. You know, how do we get this person to do their exercises? How do we get this person to do their rehab? The cool thing about the athletics population most of the time is that, yeah, they're overstimulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Overly if, motivated. Yeah, if you give me 10, I'm going to do 50, yeah. you know. Um, so you just alter your numbers accordingly. So I guess the first thing is having that conversation about, okay, do you want to get to that grand final? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. So everything that we do from here on in is to get to that grand final. And then, yeah, it's about, okay, those shins need a break from running around on a hard surface, mm -hmm. but we're not going to let you lose your fitness. Yes. So I think the... I almost don't talk about pain mm -hmm. with these people. Ooh, controversial. I, I know. I almost don't talk about pain because with them, I find the big hook is always performance. 
Right. Would you like to, you know, have you been playing at your best the last couple of weeks? And of course, the answer is going to be no, no because, because they're limping yeah. and the pain in their shins, right? So you say, okay, would you like to play at your best for your grand final? Yeah. Obvious answer is yes. yes. Okay. You never ask a question unless you know what the answer is hopefully going to be. Um, so that way, okay, so righto. So we are going to, over the next four or five weeks, work with you to get your shins as good as they can be. So when you step onto that grand final, you're going to be the best athlete you can be and better than what you were last week playing netball when your shins were really hurting. Yeah. Um, so I don't really dwell on the pain. It's more about the performance because for that athlete, it's all about I want to be the best yeah. netballer I can be. That's what drives them. That's what drives them. Exactly. You've got to look at what the drivers are. And so that's where I get the hook in is I don't talk about pain to any great degree. The parents talk about the pain. The parent there is obviously caring for their Mm. daughter. They're Mm. going, oh, oh, you know, I can see her limping. And it's, you know, and it's an understandable parental concern. You know, I don't want my kid to be in pain. Because also then the parents like, you know, I don't want this kid to come back at me in 10 years time and go, if you hadn't. You know, yeah. treated me better and got me to better people, then, you know, my shins wouldn't They're be... C- naturally, you know, they're covering their asses. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, human nature. So I guess the first thing is, is find what drives them and, and the conversation needs to revolve around the performance, yeah. not about the pain. Yeah. That's not to say I don't mention pain, but really I, I don't use pain as, you know, if you don't do this, you'll be in pain for the rest of your life. Yeah. This kid doesn't care. No. They're 16. <laughs> the rest of their life is happening in, in 30-second TikTok. Like, that's their life, <laughs> right? They don't think yeah. past 30 seconds. Um, so, yeah, so first thing is find what drives them and then focus on the performance and then keep them busy. Yeah, I was just going to say, what can you expand more about keeping them busy? Yeah, so... So when they would normally be training with the team, depending on how you think it'll go, um, you might have a chat to the coach, you might have a chat to the parents, say, okay, I want them down training with the team, but let's say she's an easy one, like a goal shooter. So while everybody else is you know, running up and down the court, she's just throwing balls, man. Yep. She's just throwing goals. Yep. Um, or if she's a wing attack or a center or something, you know, you might have her doing some work off a wall, like you know, mm. rebounding and stuff yeah, like that. Balance, Stand, balance yeah. standing on one leg, you know, going, doing trick shots. Just, just working on other aspects, again, performance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll say to them, you know, what do you suck at in netball? What's your weak link mm. in your netball? Oh, I'm not really good at passing. Okay, you know, get the mum to go down to the sports store and get her a two kilo medicine ball. Mm. Do rebounds, that gets some strength for your passing. Mm. So I guess the, the thing about keeping them busy is you say, look, you, there's this chunk of time that you are using for training. Mm. Let's utilize that time as your, as your rehab. Yeah. Okay, and and if it is a team sport, sometimes it's worthwhile having them down there with the team. Yes. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes that can be too much of a temptation or they can take it the wrong way and it can be too much of a depressing kind of, yeah. you know. So I guess you've got to work with the kid to figure yeah. out what's going to work better. But I'd have to say most of the time, train doing your training while the, with the team, while they're there, being yeah. part of the action, being yeah. part of the conversation, I think is usually most of the time the more positive yes. way to go. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, and then you map that out. Say, okay, this is what you're going to be doing in your two-hour training session. You're going to be doing rebounds. You can still do sit-ups. You can still do push-ups. You yeah. can still – so, you know, you work out a bit of a fitness regime so that they are – that two hours is packed. They're not, yeah. they're not doing nothing. Absolutely. Know? So they don't get a chance to dwell on the fact that, oh, they're My running up and down the court and I'm not able to do it, you yeah. know. Yeah. Are you doing your calf raises? You know, bang, bang, mm. bang, bang, bang. So put, put – um, keep them – yeah, that's how I would expand on them, keeping them busy. Man. And 
keep the coach in the loop. You've got to communicate with them. You've got yeah. to write that letter, even if it's Absolutely. a couple of couple of um, dot points. Absolutely. Let them know what they can and can't do. So in recently, I, I wrote a letter to the coach saying, this girl cannot do any impact. So I, I wrote, I can't just say impact because then they might take that the wrong way. So I specifically said no running, no sprinting. Yeah. So no jumping. I hope that's um you know yeah, that's yeah, enough yeah. <laughs> for them to to know. And look, I always usually finish the the and some coaches don't, but I often go at the bottom of the letter. If you've got any queries, please feel free to yes. contact me or something along yeah. that line. You've got to you know? be um, approachable. Absolutely. In this game, approachable. don't you? Uh, yeah. And look, you know, so I. I, so I, I love those sort of kids because in quite often they'll come back with you know a bit of an investigation themselves and go oh I tried this is that okay and yeah, da, 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 yeah. da, you know like you know they're engaging I mean if you yeah. get a teenager to engage man you just roll with that you got That's, them. you got so them. good yeah, yeah yeah now I just want to touch on cranky parents yes slash parents who are pests yeah, parents. This episode's full of controversy, isn't it? I hope no one gets offended. If you get offended, I'm sorry. But say you've got a kid in here and their their mum is there. Yeah. And her mum happens to be named Carrot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now nah, this is... Bad stereotype. So how do... And, sh- and the mum's asking you more questions than the actual athlete in front of you. Sure. How do you go about navigating that? Um. Well, sometimes I will say... Yeah, okay, that's great. I'll answer some of those questions. And then I'll throw it straight back to the kid and I say, okay, now, but I'll say to the parent, now, okay, now I need to hear from Jemima. Um, <laughs> great name. You know, what? <laughs> uh, you threw me with Karen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's that's great. And look, and sometimes I'll say, look, we'll come back to those. Don't, don't forget them. We will come back to some of those questions. Yeah. I just need to hear from Jemima what blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, I need to know where the pain is, yeah. you know, exactly. And or I need to know, you know, um, and and sometimes I'll make it a question that there's no way the mum could actually know that, yeah, you know, um, sneaky, <laughs> yeah. So that way, you know, the mum has to pause for thought, hopefully for two seconds, which might get Jemima a chance to get a word talk, in. Yeah. Um, and my body language usually I turn my whole body to yep. the athlete, look at them directly. And kind of give the mum a bit of a cold shoulder, so to speak. Mm. I'll still acknowledge her initially, and I'll I know I'll preface about what I'm about to do. I'll mm. say, look, those are great questions. I'll answer a couple of them. Um, let's just put a hold on that for a second. I just need to quiz Jemima on a couple of specifics before we move forward with her assessment, and then yeah. I'll yeah yeah. So, so if I'd frame it like that, it's less offensive to the parent. Yep. Um, and it gives Jemima a bit of ownership of her injury. Yeah. Particularly if I'm asking her a question like, can you? Point to me exactly yes. where the pain is. Point. Yeah, point and this sort of jazz. <laughs> yeah. um, but I have had some parents go, oh, it's here, it's here. And they've actually reached across and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'll go, yeah, that's great. Now, Jemima, <laughs> is, can you show me your, your yes. you know, where you think it is on, on the other leg then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if she's got it on both. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've had, I had a, a kid when I was working up in Queensland, um, and it, it, exactly this kind of case study, except he was mm. a swimmer, mm. and, he, and mm. he had state um, state swimming championships coming up, and um, and essentially the uh, thank goodness um, he'd had an ultrasound on his shoulder. It was a shoulder problem, yeah. And they'd left the scan back in the car, and and this it was a it was a dad, and he was really in your face drill kind sergeant of, type oh of vibe. Yeah, yeah huge you know and this kid was sitting there shaking like a leaf because he was letting the family down you know because he's not oh. not doing the full mm. thing in swimming training and as the dad left i said you know 
because the, the ultrasound hadn't actually shown anything. Right. Um, but I said to the dad, oh, look, you go, can you mind getting it? I'd love to see the pictures, which I would normally do anyway, right? Yeah. We always like to see the pictures. Yeah. Um, and this was in the days before you could get it on your screen, on your computer. So I said, yeah, you go get them. And I said to the kid, man, is your shoulder really hurt, really sore? He said, and he actually broke down and cried in front of me. He said, no, I'm just sick of swimming. <laughs> sick of swimming? Sick of swimming. Oh, no. He said, I am just, he said, I'm fed up of looking at that black line. You know, yeah. He was about 14. Yeah. He was swimming 50Ks a week. Is that um, all? At 14. <laughs> at 14. So, wow. um, yeah, so we actually worked out a plan. Um and uh, eventually, we actually got him into open water swimming. Yeah, cool. So he was still able to use. And the cool thing about the open water swimming is he could get away from his dad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was in Townsville, so hopefully a croc didn't get him. But yeah. um, <laughs> or the megalodon or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So cranky parents, I think it, it is tough. Um, but um, yeah, you've just got to really focus on the kid. Mm. And sometimes you've got to put the parent in their place a bit. You know, mm. you've got to say, and look, it's a little bit easier for me because I'm often the age of these parents and mm. sometimes I'm older than these parents. Yeah. For a guy in your situation where, you know, they might lord it over you a little bit, so mm. to speak. Mm. Um, sometimes you've got to be fair but firm. Yep. And, um, and I think if you frame it in the terms of, I really need to hear this from the athlete, you yep. know, yeah, what's your take on this and da-da-da and... You know, to, and and just keep framing those questions. And if you if you start not kind of answering the parents' questions, eventually they should just kind catch of the, catch your drift. Get get what you're dealing and kind of just clam it for a bit. You yeah. know. But sometimes yeah. I've had to say, look, you know, just zip it for a bit. <laughs> I need I need to we need to I need to hear this from yeah first. And then I I do go back to the parent um, because. Most of the time, they're doing it out of concern and love. Yes. And it, while it might be a bit misdirected at times, yeah. I'm by no means a perfect parent. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got to acknowledge that I'm in that basket too sometimes. So then I'll try to get back to that parent and go, da 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that that was probably one of our most jam-packed episodes. Yeah, we covered a lot. A lot of ground was covered. And if you made it to now, you are a real one. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you did. Yeah. We'll send you a free face mask or something. <laughs> face mask? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we got to do a better so price generous. than that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for this. Thanks pro, for watching. Pro, pro physio drink bottle. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Was, for your time. Thanks, Dan, for your questions. No worries. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye, everyone.